You're listening to the Plant Remedy Podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Ruskis, also known as Chef Bay. I'm a professional chef and a plant-powered healer here to bring you all the juicy details on cuisine, food, holistic healing, and everything in between so that you can find your very own remedy. Welcome to another episode of the Plant Remedy Podcast. This is Bailey, your host, and I'm just so excited that you decided to hit play and hang out with us for the next hour. I wanted to chat about a couple things before we get into our awesome interview this week. I have been having some serious, weird feelings around the holidays this year. Um, I, of course, over the Thanksgiving got really into like not understanding the tradition and kind of really weirded out about that. But then I started really thinking about Christmas and just all the holidays that surround Christmas and all of like the waste that goes into this holiday. I am trying super hard to be really positive and, you know, shed light on what is a really intense issue. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it today. I want to spread it in a way that it's very non-judgmental, very open, and just kind of open up a conversation and dialogue and just some thought around how we all practice the holidays and how we could be a little bit more eco-friendly. I live next to a Christmas tree lot. Well, it's a nursery and half of the, or not half the year, thank God it's not half the year, but this time of year it is a Christmas tree lot. And literally they go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Christmas trees like every single week there's a new truck of trees that gets dropped off every single morning and they go through most of those trees throughout every single day for over a month and the thing about that is that's a lot of trees you know and that's just my tiny little one neighborhood Christmas tree lot you know if you think about the millions and millions of trees that are getting cut down all over the world and then thrown into the garbage it just kind of makes me feel like there has to be a better way now, we also think about, you know, the getting a plastic tree, a tree that we reuse, and that, in a sense, that's something I grew up with, and that, in a sense, in theory, is a better idea, but then what happens to that plastic tr- Christmas tree? At least with the other Christmas trees, they get broken down, and they're available to kind of just, like, decompose eventually, but these plastic Christmas trees never, ever, ever do. So it's kind of like, how do we still celebrate and respect the holidays, without having these really like terrible non-conscious things take over kind of our space just because it's tradition. So this year what we did is we got a living tree and we potted it and it's I don't really know what kind of tree it is, but they can I know they can grow to be like hundreds of feet tall, but if you keep them in a pot, they'll stay relatively small. And so I'm looking at it right now. It's so cute. It's like a little Charlie Brown tree in a way. But we have this tree, we threw a few ornaments on it, wrapped up a Mexican blanket around the base, around the pot, and that's our Christmas tree. And it makes me feel so good to know that every year it'll grow, and every single year we'll have the exact same tree. And it can be a house plant, or you could also put it outside too, depending on if you have a yard. Um, A couple ways that you could also eliminate your... Your waste this year is to wrap your presents in newspaper or brown paper. I know when I was a little girl, we would wrap our presents in brown paper and then color on them and kind of just like make them pretty in our own way. And then we would, they would be recyclable. So that's a really great way to have a more eco-friendly holiday. And then another great tip that I always love is to just shop locally, you know, support your local businesses, support people that do handmade art and things like that and it'll just be super 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 helpful to your local community and it'll feel so good to support someone who can really really benefit I mean I am not perfect I definitely shop on Amazon for some things that I can't find anywhere else but I'm really going to try to make a conscious effort this year to buy gifts from our local artisans in San Diego So I just wanted to throw that out there and get, you know, the thoughts moving around how you could have an eco-friendly holiday, how you could support the earth a little bit. And then the final thing is if you did get a cut tree this year, your local dump will actually turn it into mulch for free. Yeah, you bring your tree to your dump, 
and you could even let's say you have a yard or your your neighbor has a yard you could get a couple trees together if you have a truck and take it to the dump they'll turn it into mulch and they'll give it back to you 100% for free so that's just like a really really amazing option um, if you've already gone the Christmas tree route um, like I said this isn't about guilt or judgment this is just about finding ways to kind of navigate how we do this and then if you have a plastic Christmas tree and you're over it or you want to get a new one donate it like the Salvation Army or you could donate to, to a hospital or you know a children's center like so many places would love a Christmas tree to be able to decorate that are low on budget and so that's something to think about as well so without further ado I have a great guest on the podcast today um, she's a good friend of mine and she is an amazing amazing healer and honestly I found her through going to one of her yoga classes, I feel like I found so many amazing friends in San Diego from going to their yoga classes. And it's just honestly been so awesome to be able to create this community. And Jenna is one of the most amazing skilled yoga teachers I've had the pleasure of taking her class with, but she also is an expert when it comes to breath work and things like that. So without further ado, let's get into it. Today, I'm sitting with one of my friends, Jenna Zabrowski. She is local here to San Diego, and she is a meditation guru, at least I like to think that she is, <laughs> and she's an amazing yoga teacher, a breathwork teacher, and she is now officially a Reiki master. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! So thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm honored to be on the show. I'm so happy to have you here. Um, I haven't talked much about breathwork or anything that you do yet on the show, so this is this is definitely new, and I'm really excited to have you here. Well, it's definitely something I'm passionate about, so I'm excited to share what I know about it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting here in your like brand new-ish healing space, which is so, the energy in here is so good. I'm like so happy we're able to record this podcast in here. Um, how long have you been in this space for? I officially opened up in July, so it hasn't been that long. It's almost oh, five yeah. months. Wow. How's it been going? It's been incredible. Really? Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even really know that I wanted to have my own space, mm-hmm. and it kind of crept up on me. I kept getting the message like, you're supposed to open a space. You're supposed to open a space. And I was like, what is that even going to look like? I yeah. don't know how that's going to happen. Yeah. And then it's honestly, since the day I opened, I've been like, it's just organically been flowing. So yeah. awesome. um, I'm doing a lot of really cool events and workshops. Um, I take private yoga and Reiki clients here. And it's just been so cool to see this like organic um, evolution of like community and connection coming through. Yeah. Which is something that like lights me up is to be able to create a place for both of those things. Totally. So. Well, and before you were probably just working out of other people's homes. I, I remember you had a space at your house, right? That you did Reiki? Yeah. Kind of. Low key. Low key. So when I, when I first did my Reiki training, I was, yeah, I was holding um, sessions out of my living room. Mm. So I would only really tell people like you. I was only having like friends come over. And yeah. I did not want to tell the general public that I was doing Reiki out of my living room. Yeah. Um, it just didn't feel right to bring people into like my sacred home space. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like the second I was able to open these doors, it opened up like a whole nother, um, a whole nother client base. Like I was able to actually like tell people that I do Reiki and yeah. start to like talk about it because it's something I'm so passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was kind of like hiding this piece of me. Yeah. Um, and so it was like such a relief to be able to have a space where I can finally like, you know, have real Reiki sessions. <laughs> yeah, right. I do a lot of combo sessions. So I do breath work and Reiki. So a lot of my clients cool. do or breath work, Reiki and private yoga. So they'll do like a triple threat combination Ooh. of everything. That sounds juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I went to a uh, full, full moon, full moon circle here right when you first opened. Mm. It was packed. You like literally couldn't fit everyone in there. <laughs> I think you were my very first one. I was. Yeah. yeah. I was like sitting in the middle. Like, oh. I was, like That yeah. one went well. And then we learned, I was still trying to push the boundaries of how many people you could yeah. fit in the space. Yeah. <laughs> we learned that you can't really fit 23 people in here. <laughs> yeah. The energy in it was so good because there were so many people, though. So, you know, we we now kept those at 18. Okay, that's my lucky number. Must have been why. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) No, I remember being like almost in tears because I was like, wow, this is actually happening. I think it was in like August that we had that one. Yeah, it 
was. Oh, it was so good. I was like, I can't believe that I sold out this first event, and oh, it was just so special to have like my friends here and like such a powerful group. I think it was all women too. It, was, it might yeah. have been one man. No, no yeah, women. all women. Mm-hmm. You know, just coming in and blessing my space and yeah. The reason the energy feels so good in here is because I have had so many cool events and people that are just like yeah bringing the good vibes in. Well, it is so scary <laughs> to open up your own place. Like it's so scary a to be in business for yourself. It's terrifying at first and I mean I feel like as the course of an entrepreneur you have days where you feel on top of the world and like super confident and you're like yes this makes sense and then you have days where you're like what am I doing why am I here right (laughs) you know yeah and so it's scary like signing a lease and being like okay I'm committing to this is crazy and I'm so happy you did it oh thank you yeah I know what that feels like yeah Yeah. it was time though and I felt like um I was pretty limited in what I could offer when I didn't have the space and now I have like friends that are renting it and doing their own goddess circles and doing their own trainings like for example this weekend I have um one of my favorite teachers Sherry she's coming in and doing a mindful motherhood training so she's in the space all weekend um, I get to participate in the training, which is really cool. So I'm not only offering yeah. services that are that really feel like that are coming from my heart, but I'm also inviting people in here to, you yeah. know, share their talents and yeah. offer a space for them to create community too, which has been so cool. That's so nice because yeah. I know that so many people are looking for a space. Like it's, I mean, especially in San Diego, this is like the world of like woo woo. That's what my dad calls it. <laughs> We're not supposed to call it woo-woo anymore. Are we no, saying, it's you know, like socially unacceptable. I mean, I don't call it that because I'm just, I am that person. It's legit. It's legit. It's not like woo-woo in quotes. No, I know, it I know. is the woo. It's the thing. It's like Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang Clan. Um, I'm going to play more Wu-Tang Clan in here. I know. <laughs> That might like take up the devil with your soul. <laughs> okay. Anyway, oh, but, back on track. Yeah, back on track. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 really cool because so many people are looking for a space like all the time. You know, there's so many people in San Diego. This is like the mecca. You know what I mean for this type of stuff. And I mean, I was raised in Boulder and then moved to San Francisco, and now I live here. So this is all I've ever known is like woo woo community land yeah, but yeah. like most of the country isn't this way yeah, they're like what are you like my friends from college are like what is she doing there <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> i grew up in the midwest like chicago suburbs and i was okay. like this wasn't this yeah. is not happening there and it might be now i mean yeah. i've been gone for 13 years but a little bit yeah um i just feel like you know we talked about this before that it's just so cool that it is recognized to be able to do something that's like yeah so not mainstream yeah and get paid for it and like, like make it your living. whole lifestyle yeah, i know yeah i know and when people are like what do you do you know what do you do in your spare time what do you do for fun i'm like well my whole life honestly is fun yeah yeah i'm like i've created my life and my work to be so like intertwined that it doesn't feel like yes it feels like i work sometimes like yesterday i taught five yoga classes that was that was my schedule. It was insane. Yeah. I don't normally do that. But, you know, I mean, there's days where mm-hmm. it feels like I'm, like, running a marathon. But then there's other days where I'm like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, I get 100 hugs a day from people. Yeah. Like, who else's true. job do you get, like, to connect mm-hmm. with people and look people in the eyes and give them hugs and... And see people when they're vulnerable, mm. right? Like, I feel like most, like, if you're working in corporate or an office or for me, kitchens, like, you never see people when they're vulnerable and, like... Being able to connect with people on this personal level is seeing the human race in, like, a totally different way, which most people don't see, like, for five minutes in their whole lifetime, you know what I mean? Especially connecting with people you don't know. Definitely. You know? Yeah, and I have a way of making people speak. Yeah. (laughs) You you have a way of making making people. (laughs) It's so comfortable. Share whatever you want with me. So were you raised with this type of like idealism like what was your childhood like like how did you get to this this point so yes and no um growing up i think my parents were very conservative Mm -hmm. um i think they were both republican when i was growing up but my mom actually my mom has been like closeted spiritual (laughs) her whole entire life um and she brought me to my first yoga class back in 1999, so 20 oh, wow. years ago, 
And at the time, my mom was actually, she went and did a Reiki training. She did Reiki level one and level two. And I had no idea what Reiki was. I was like, okay, mom, whatever you're doing. She's like, oh, she's like, lay down. Let me, let me do this thing to you. And I was just like, was like, I don't feel anything. I was probably being a bratty teenager. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then fast forward. Now I'm like, oh my God, I'm become my mom. And it's such a good thing though, you know? So she, um, yeah, she was into yoga. She had all the metaphysical books. So I used to steal them from her and like, Especially when I went off to um, live on my own, like in Illinois, like I took all her books with her. I later admitted to her that I took them all, you know, but I've always been super interested in like metaphysics and Mm -hmm. spirituality and um, like, I don't know, I was always drawn to self-help books, (laughs) as weird as that sounds. Now it's totally normal. Yeah. My mom mom has like books and books and books of like, I mean like bookshelves of self-help books. So yeah, yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Did you ask me if I always, oh, did I grow up in that? Yeah. So my dad is 100% the opposite of that, though. He's mm-hmm. not, he's not like that. So it's really interesting to have the juxtaposition of, like, my yeah. mom, who's, like, and your mom's super grounded, too, though, but she's, like, she's a Tai Chi and Qigong instructor now, so into energy and, you oh know, God, movement of energy. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So we have that to connect on now. Um, I love Qigong, actually. I learned about it on this retreat that I put on in Mexico, like, years ago, and I was like, this is yeah and it's just another way like reiki it's another way of harnessing your energy and it's like you can mm-hmm. actually physically feel when you're moving your energy around right yeah and it's like anybody can tap into their own energy field yeah 100 percent. yeah so what were you doing before you were doing reiki in like, yoga. Have you been doing this for a long time? Or? Well, I was a full-time yoga instructor for, I've been a full-time yoga instructor for almost six years now. Oh. And um, I'd say that has been my main yeah. focus as yoga, mm-hmm. has been yoga. And then Reiki came into my life probably three years ago. Okay. Um, and the kind of joke in the Reiki community is that like Reiki always finds you. A lot of times people find themselves in these Reiki things and they're like, I don't really know why I'm here. Yeah. You know, something yeah. called me to it. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be here, but I don't really know why. That's yeah. definitely what happened with me. Um, I actually only had, like, one Reiki session, and I called up my friend Kelly Martin. She's actually my Reiki master. Oh, wow. And I was like, I feel like I want to do private Reiki training with you. And being me, I'm like, I don't want to do it with 20 other people in a big room. Yeah, like, I want to do yeah. it with you. I want to do it privately <laughs> with you. And I ended up actually, it was me and two other um women that I'm friends with, the three of us did our trainings together. That's cool. And then yeah. um, did a private Reiki master training with Kelly, mm-hmm. too. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And I think over the years, I've just been, like, building these little tools to, like, slowly create what I'm creating now in this um, space, this business, of adding, like, all these little um, healing modalities that really like anybody can use and take to like better their life like they don't necessarily need me to be the one facilitating it it's yeah. like how can I give them all these like little snapshots of tools to help you to like be more connected to yourself have more of a spiritual practice have more um, mind-body connection yeah. you know feel better in mm-hmm. all ways of your life you yeah, know and I know that you're doing the same thing with your yeah yeah, plant-based program. So, like, mm-hmm. what's what's your driving force? Like, what's your passion behind it? Like, where does this even come from for you? Even with yoga, like, what drove you to reach out and do that as a career path? Yeah. Um, well, and actually, now I'm remembering what you just asked me before. Mm-hmm. So, before I was into yoga and all this, I was actually a school teacher. Mm-hmm. So, I was an elementary school teacher for about eight years, and I found that yoga was like my only saving grace coming home from teaching every day. I was so stressed out. I was a different person back when I was a teacher. I was like anxious and overworked and pretty miserable. I would come home from school and just be like crying a lot of days. I hated my life. Um, Even though I know I'm I'm a talented teacher when it comes to working with kids and I like have a gift with children. I still know this about myself, but um, it was just too much. It was like, you're a slave when you're a teacher. Like <laughs> you really are. It's like all this work for little pay and yeah. little gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the yoga studio was like my sanctuary. So after school, I would go to take yoga. Um, I worked the front desk at La Jolla Yoga Center for two and a half years. 
while I was um, a teacher. And then the very last um, few months of me working there, I did my teacher training. Oh, wow. So. Cool. And then I got a job there right away. So, and then oh, they closed, amazing. they closed down the doors two months later. Oh, <laughs> oh. <I'm> like, no. <laughs> um, but like my background as a school teacher really did prepare me to be. Yeah. So, so a when. A teacher, a mentor, you yeah, know, a mentor. Right? Yeah, exactly. So when did you, like, where did it happen where you stopped teaching school children and then started teaching yoga full time? Well, like, it's actually kind of funny because I. I had probably one of the worst years of teaching the last year. Like I was just given a handful as a class. Like yeah. I had seven kids that had like special needs, which mm -hmm. I'm really good at working with those kids. It's really hard when you have 28 kindergartners and seven of them are. You know, I can see in your body. I know. Like, can you see how tough? Right I know. I know. It really, it's, and it's something, it's funny because it's something that I kind of suppressed for a while. I didn't yeah. look at it. I was like, oh, that was a different part of my life, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's funny that you can feel that coming up. Um, what were you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> so how, so how did you go? Cause you're talking about, okay, so you're talking about oh, okay, your, okay. <laughs> yeah, your horrible year, so your last year in teaching. So how did that like lead you into being like, okay, I'm going to like just go all in and teach yoga. Yeah. So I didn't go all in right away. Okay. Um, and I actually didn't do my teacher training until a few years after I finished teaching elementary school. Oh, so the sum, the last summer. Um, after my last year of teaching, I reached out to my friends at Everyday California, mm -hmm. um, which is like an action okay. water sports company down in the shores. Okay. And I was like, I just need something fun. I need to be outside. Can I be a kayak tour guide? <laughs> so oh I spent the summer, I was making like $10 an hour with t and then tips too, which was hilarious. A couple bucks here and there. Like yeah. nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I got to be out on the water every day. I was like, Swimming, kayaking, snorkeling. That's I was so like the most in shape I've ever been. Super tan. Super tan. <laughs> I made such good friends. Yeah. I was having like such a blast. And then they hired me on for the rest of the year to do sales. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. And so I was able to shift away from teaching into a full-time sales job. Wow. And while I was doing that is when I became okay. a yoga instructor. Yeah. And then I... Because you can't just all of a sudden become a full-time yoga instructor. It's no, like you can't. Almost impossible unless you have a like set aside have set aside a million like, dollars. A million dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. Yeah. Because I truly feel that I mean, yoga teachers. I mean, teachers of children, of course, and yoga teachers are so undervalued. Like, I don't understand how you make a living, especially as a yoga teacher, full time. So, like, how did you navigate that? Well. I had to stand in my self-worth, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. unfortunately, you're right. I think a lot of teachers, um, because it is a spiritual practice and because it is like, oh, I'm teaching yoga, it's supposed to benefit others. Like I shouldn't get paid that much. Right. Like there's definitely that lack mindset Yeah. when it comes to teaching. And I never stood for that. Mm -hmm. I always asked for what I was worth. I wouldn't take jobs at places that didn't my value right um and i mean i was fortunate enough to be teaching in the way right away which is like one of the wealthier communities yeah um but i knew that if i were to go take these low-paying jobs that it was going to be harder for me to know my worth and know my value and like right to rise up out of that it's harder yeah. to like take a job that's 20 dollars a class and then be like yeah no more. Yeah. more money well, and I feel like you probably were already fed up. I mean, you had already you had already gotten to the point where you're like, I'm sick of making no money. I'm sick of being stressed out. So, like, the next thing that you were going to do, it had to be profitable and not stressful, right? Yeah. You know? You know, and, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I didn't overnight, like, all of a sudden make a ton of money as a yoga teacher. Like, right. So, I was nannying for a while while I was picking up okay. classes. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of yoga teachers, too, will just pick up whatever classes are offered. I yeah. was pretty selective about it. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, not going to teach a terrible time slot for yeah. no money. Like, right. I just never did that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was, like, careful about what classes I picked up. I was teaching, like, 15, 16, 17 public yoga classes a week. Wow. Which is a lot. Yeah. It's draining. 
Um, and <laughs> I remember my mentor teachers laughing at me because I'm like, I want private clients. Like, how do I find private clients? You know, I'm like, right away. And they're like, you just have to, like, build your clientele over time. And I'm like, nope, I want that right now. Right now. That's not like <laughs> me. I was, like, 19 in culinary school. I was like, I want private clients. Yep. And, like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I know that that's more sustainable. You yeah. know, you don't, you know. And um, they were right. Like, you, the way that you get private clients is by building up rapport with yeah. your students. Yeah. And, like, you have to put in the time. People have to you, trust you. People have to trust you. Yeah. And you have to have the background and the knowledge to yeah. be able to, like, private yoga is not easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is now for me, but it's, it's you know, people come in with all sorts of injuries. People are, um, like, yeah. you have to, like, really be on top of it to be able to cater to someone that has, like. You really know body anatomy, you know. Something I really yeah. love about your classes is you take us through this way to like you stretch out our wrists you stretch out like all these different like joints throughout the entire class that I miss out on through a lot of yoga classes Mm -hmm. I was like dang she really understands body anatomy because the first class I ever took of yours was a advanced flow class and I didn't know that we were connected to like a few mutual friends (laughs) you know I was just like wow this is amazing because I had like intense wrist problems Mm. and you were like stretching out our wrists before we went heavy in the wrist. And that's something that, like, nobody ever really does. I mean, people do it, but I don't really experience it very much. And so that was something I really noticed about you is that you were very, like, aware. Thank you're you. very, a very aware teacher when it comes to, like, the anatomy and how we're going to be moving forward. And I definitely appreciate that about your teaching style. Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely been, like, years of self-study, yeah. like, knowing what's happening within my own body. Mm-hmm. Right, which is like really being able to embody awareness. Right, yeah. I think that every yoga teacher should be able to embody awareness within themselves because that's mm-hmm. what they're teaching, you know. Um, but also, like, I'm always, I'm always looking to learn mm-hmm. um, and, and learn from teachers that are more knowledgeable than me. Right, yeah. Like, if you ever think that you know everything, then you're, you don't, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, and just like having an open mind and knowing that like there's so many different ways to teach yoga. Yeah. And like my way is not the only way. Right. You know? And over the years my my teaching and my practice has like completely evolved and changed mm-hmm. based off of what's happening in my life. Exactly. So I went through a period of time where I had a lot of um, pretty bad injuries and yeah. a lot of them were yoga related. And so it took me being injured, one, to be able to verbalize cues without having to demonstrate, mm. which is a big skill to be able to, like, just stand back and teach and not have to show everything. And the other one was, like, okay, I was injured. How do I now teach others how to, first of all, not get injured? And second of all, how to modify when you're already injured? Right. And then how to rehab that again? I mean, right. I'm not a physical therapist, but, like, there are certain things that you can do to build strength within your range of motion versus just like flexibility, 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 which is like so many people want that in their practice. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to get into this crazy pose. Like now I don't care about that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, what's sustainable? Like right. what's the longevity of? Of these poses. Well, and I feel like with like Instagram culture mm. and these like, you know, yoga, aloe yoga model people or whatever whole people well, yeah <laughs> but it's like influencers influencers yeah it makes it like it makes a typical yoga practice seem like that's what it is you know what I mean like if someone's yeah. looking at it from the outside looking in it's like oh I want to get into this like psychotic looking pose on the side of a cliff like you know what I mean yeah. like, you know? and it's cool and yeah. I, and and I don't want to speak for those people that are doing mm-hmm. those crazy poses but Personally, when I used to, because I can jam my body into some crazy stuff. Yeah. But I'm jamming my body into it. Jamming, yeah. Like exactly. I used to love scorpion handstand, mm-hmm. where you're in a handstand and then you touch your toes to your head. You're basically in a back bend in a oh, handstand. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I would force myself into that and my back would hurt for like four days. Ooh. They'd be like, oh, but I got a really cool picture. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. People thought I was cool because I was doing it, you yeah. know? And I'm like, what's the point? Like, yeah. You know, well, and it kind of takes away from why you're even practicing yoga in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I had to check myself. Yeah. And, like, really ask myself the questions of, like, what is the purpose of this? Like, how is this helping me grow as a human? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how is this making my body feel on a daily basis? Totally. Well, I think that's a typical evolution that a lot of people have with mm-hmm. yoga because, I mean, for me, like, I got really good at it. 
and I was going, I was like core power, you know, I was like traveling for work all the time, so I was doing core power all the time, so I was like doing all these crazy poses, and I was like, I'm so good at yoga, like who says that? I'm, <laughs> I'm so good, good at yoga, right? you know? <laughs> And you get like all competitive because it's more power and it's like so intense in there and you're like, oh, I have no one smiles at each other and like it's like super clicky and I'm just like, yeah, I'm in this yeah. click and then eventually like my spirituality evolved and I like quit core power and I was like, oh, I don't care about getting into any of these poses anymore. Yeah. Like I still really like to stick a handstand, but like that's about it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. And I always try to remind myself, like I, I try not to judge people that are in that like right. They have the goal of doing these crazy poses and handstands or, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's at their own evolution in their yoga practice. Yeah, and it's like, sometimes exactly. you have to go through yeah those steps to get to. Exactly. That's how I feel with food too. Like when I first went plant-based, I was finding myself judging people who weren't. And mm, I still have moments yeah. like that. But I also think, like, I was eating, I was a butcher, you know, like, I was eating oh meat. Oh, my God, you were? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, my grandpa was a butcher, and then I, like, prided myself on, like, my butchering skills within culinary school. Wow, yeah. I didn't know that part of your journey. French-trained French chef oh, over here. Okay. Yeah, so. That makes sense. Yeah, so now here I am, like, oh, I'm vegan, and I'm, you know, over here mentally, like, judging other people, mm. and noticing myself being like, wait, I ate meat for like a lot of years <laughs> most of my life you know so yeah. yeah it is being able to take a step back and realize that people are on their own evolution and just like respecting them for that and knowing that eventually they might catch up or they might yeah. not and that's okay yeah. yeah well and i mean this might be controversial me saying this to you but like i genuinely think that some people might actually be better eating some meat you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. Like plant based, I think is overall the healthiest option. Yeah. But like some people might need a little bit of protein. So like you know yeah. you, we don't know exactly what each person needs yeah. in their lifestyle and their totally. diet and yeah. you know, and some of these people that are doing like these crazy backbends and handstands, maybe it feels so good in their body and they're exactly. not getting injured. Exactly. So like how are we guys? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think like just 100%. remembering to like worry about yourself. <laughs> yeah, totally. Lifelong practice. One hundred percent. So transitioning a little bit into, you just recently got like really into doing breath work, right? Mm-hmm. I want to talk about breath. Breath is yeah. so powerful. Um, what made you want to get more into breath I'm work? Taking a deep breath right now. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Jenna, breathe right now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, you know, again, kind of like Reiki, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know why I want to do this, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go do the training. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I mean, as a yoga teacher, we're always constantly teaching about breath, and I know the power of using the breath to, like, tap back into the present moment. Yeah. Um, and it's, and with Reiki, too, it's like breath is the avenue for moving energy Yeah. throughout the body. Yeah. Right? When we hold our breath, we get tense energy gets like stagnant and then when you exhale and you let the breath move it um I don't know it does something to it does something to your mind like it helps you to clear your mind it helps you to feel more focused yeah um you know life happens to us (laughs) and all the time yeah and we've got you know traumas and fear and feelings Mm -hmm. that we've stuffed down deep into our emotional bodies you know and as a young kid most of us are taught like don't feel that yeah don't be sad get up you're not sad you're not hurt and Mm -hmm. it's like if we just would have been validated for that we wouldn't have shoved those emotions down right that makes sense exactly yeah so what I found and you know I'm pretty lucky and I'm, I'm not trying to say this to brag but I honestly haven't had very much trauma in my life which I'm so grateful for and yeah. I know that that's rare. Yeah. Um, but I find that people that have had a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. um, breathwork is like one of the most powerful tools that I've seen at helping people to um, work through trauma and like clear this like heavy, dense energy from their body. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've personally experienced it. I did a breathwork session. <clears throat> you know, maybe like two months ago, and I literally had this intense out-of-body experience. Mm. I was able to, like, grieve a friend that had passed four years ago that I just, like, shoved so deep down inside my body that, yeah, this breath work is so crazy, and it's so undervalued. It's so underrated, you know? Just think about your breath, you know? 
It's not something that like you go into a doctor and they ask you if you're breathing. They don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> like they just assume that you are. Yeah. You know, or even see the importance yeah. of it in that way, right? Not just like your automatic breath that happens, you know, with your pulse, but it's a more of like a conscious thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like a conscious breath rather than. Like, yeah, and like when you think of your automatic breath or even yoga breathing, like ujjayi breathing. Yeah. It is still pretty shallow. Yeah. And then this very specific type of breath work that I've been trained in is um, it's all done through the mouth. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea behind that is that you get deeper into the body. So like you can even try it if you breathe in through your nose. But it kind of only goes a certain... Yeah, like almost like expands out, like almost into your armpits, it kind of feels yeah. like. Yeah, like and then try to breathe in through your mouth into the belly and then into your chest. And then exhale mouth. I feel like it goes yeah. deeper into the body. So yeah. it's like belly, chest, open mouth, exhale. Yeah, it's like instantly you kind of get this like tingly sensation mm. like around your energy. Not even, it doesn't even feel like in your body. It feels kind of like outside, right? It helps you to expand beyond yourself. That's, what I, that's how I feel it too. Expanding yeah. beyond yourself. Expanding your energy beyond yourself. Because, right, this physical body is not, like, where your energy stops. No. And I think think that can be a lot of where, like, anxiety comes from, too, right? It's feeling, like, trapped inside of this physical situation that we're in. And the breath, I feel like, can be such a powerful thing to get out of anxiety. So many people Mm. struggle with anxiety. Like, I have had anxiety attacks in the past. But, um, yeah, something that you said earlier was really good about how anxiety is – being focused on what's going to happen in the future right Mm -hmm. but i think it can also be feeling really stuck inside yourself yeah 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 well and anxiety is kind of like this anticipation of something happening in the future right right yeah it's like something bad's going to happen or fear of something bad happening Mm -hmm. or yeah like an uneasy feeling of anticipation yeah so that's why i associate it to the future yeah and then what i was saying earlier is that like depression is usually dwelling in memories from the past yeah and like breath is a surefire way to set you back in the present moment Mm -hmm. like it is you can't deny it like it's breath is right here right now yeah exactly whether it be just taking a you know slow breath in or doing this like powerful breathing like transformational breath work Mm -hmm. it's like okay be here now get into your body now do you think that a lot of people are afraid to get into their body? 100%. Why do you think that well, is? Well, and I, I think, like, a lot of people, I was actually thinking about this this morning. A lot of people are like, I can't meditate. Well, actually, I'll tell you what made me think of it. And I taught a yoga class this morning, and I had two people get up during Shavasana. And it's a common occurrence in this one class that I teach. It's a slow flow class. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, the Shavasana is probably almost 10 minutes long. Yeah. Which is so, I love it when it's oh 10 minutes long, you yeah, know? So good. Yeah. And, and, and I don't judge these people for getting up. I know that the reason that they're getting up is because it's hard for them to sit with themselves. It's hard for you to lay with yourself if you're, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about before, when you've had a lot of trauma or if you have, you've had a lot of like unexpressed feelings yeah. um, and emotions that have just been kind of shoved down. When you get still and quiet, that's when they start to bubble up. And it's right. like, well, I don't want to look at that. Let me get up and walk or let me get up and move. Let me get, get on let me get let me eat something. Yeah. Let me Oh yeah, phone is I'm guilty of that. Sometimes I'm like, I don't want to feel lonely, so I'm gonna look at my phone. Yeah. You know, like right? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh my friends aren't around, I'm gonna look at my phone. Yeah. You know, with them virtually, whatever yeah. they're doing at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like easier than listen to your own thoughts sometimes because mm-hmm. we're not very nice to ourselves no <laughs> so what do you i think, think i am now yeah it's a slow practice yeah. so how like what would what are some tips that you would give someone if they're just starting out on this journey of learning to sit with themselves like what are some yeah. tips that you would give someone um my favorite tip to get started for people is to download i love the meditation app insight timer mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of takes a little bit of like the pressure off to just sit and be with yourself because there's like 10,000 guided meditations on there. And so you can pick a guided meditation that'll walk you through the process of like tuning into your breath, Mm -hmm. tuning into your body. Like they'll talk you through the steps to meditating. Yeah. Um, 
if you don't want to do that, you don't like to pick up your phone. <laughs> Sometimes that just goes down a whole nother rabbit hole. Um, I think just doing simple check-ins with yourself throughout the day. Yeah. Right? We don't even stop to ask ourselves, like, what do I need right now? So true. You know, even somebody that does this for a living, you know, myself, I'm like, Sometimes I forget to stop and be like, what do you need right now, Jenna? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, wait, you're hungry. You need to eat something. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm so busy going, going, mm-hmm. going all day that, yeah. you know, I'm like, oh, wait, I haven't had a sip of water in like an hour. You know, it's like, yeah. how can you just stop, feel your body in space, maybe feel your feet on the ground, and then just ask yourself, like, what do I need right now? Yeah. Be more mindful. And yeah. yeah. Or yeah. taking, like, five deep breaths. Yeah. yeah. Um. I've been noticing this a lot, and this has been a theme I've brought up in my classes this week, is that it's December right now, and it's like, the second December hit, I could feel it in the air. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, super in tune and sensitive to, like, energy, though. Yeah. And I could feel it in the air. Everybody's starting to feel, like, things get rushed, and people are driving around crazier, and, like, cutting people off, and, um, you know not paying attention while they're walking across the street on their yeah, phone. Yeah, like, 100%. It's just, like, I feel like it's getting... It gets worse this time of year. It's so bad. Yeah, somebody asked me how I was doing the other day, and I responded with busy. I was like, who am I? Like, why did I just, that's not how I'm doing. Like, I'm not busy. Like, I, yeah, I'm busy, but what does that even mean? We're all busy, like, with yeah. stuff, you know? And it is. It's just the time of the year where everyone's kind of feeding off of this energy of just, like, I'm doing all these things that I don't really want to be doing. <laughs> You know, mm. like that's what the holidays are in general for most people, I would say. Yeah. And it's a check in again, like, yeah. okay, what's the purpose of doing this? Why do I have to be doing this? Right, exactly. Do I have to stress myself out about this? Mm-hmm. When I also keep telling myself, because it's so easy to sometimes get caught up in, like, oh my God, that guy is such a jerk. He just cut me off. Or I can just be like, I don't need to feed into that. Like, I'm, yeah. I can stop and take a couple deep breaths and just like be like, whatever, that guy's having a bad day or he's, you know, he's 45 minutes late to a meeting or he's going to lose his job or something. Yeah, you know, like, I don't know what's going that. on with them, you yeah. know, but I do have control over the way that I respond and the way that I choose to act, you know, so exactly. like, I don't have to, to play into, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not a saint by any means. I totally find myself in a mood of like, getting cranky with people, you know, like, yeah. especially driving, but then I, like, check myself. I'm like, yeah, oh. we're all human, right? Human, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, people are always assumed that I'm eating, like, the best meals all the time, and I have so many days where I'm just like, oh, my God, I haven't eaten yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's just part of it. Like, yeah. even though when we teach it, sometimes we most need to learn it those days, too. Yeah. You know? Well, and I have this, um, I've been going to this meditation lately, and the teacher's like, you know, you don't judge yourself for being who you are today. Like if you're having a bad day and you're in a crabby mood, just accept it. Be like, Oh, okay. This is just me having a crabby day. Yeah. This isn't me who I am. Like, I'm just gonna, yeah. like, Oh, okay. I'm going to own it. Oh, I'm being really judgmental right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, is that pretty good? Probably not. Yeah. And then you just move on. How can I like change yeah. it to maybe like gratitude? Gratitude's a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's been a big shift for me, especially for, like, when I get into a tangent of feeling like I can't control something or, like, when I feel like I'm, I'm like, oh, I woke up in a negative mood. Why am I in a negative mood? And I, like, want to I wanna get out of it so badly. But then it almost, like, spirals mm-hmm. into a worse mood. Yeah. yeah. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, gratitude has been something that, mm-hmm. you know, even if I, like, don't want to be grateful because <laughs> yeah. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> right. Like, you can find anything to be grateful for. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm grateful that I have a warm bed. I'm grateful. Yeah. You know, and it's like you gradually start to list things that you're grateful for. And then you're like, okay, I'm like, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. wait, my life is like actually really phenomenal. Yeah. And here I am. Like, phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I know, like the fact that we're sitting in this space that you've created in La Jolla, California. Yeah. I'm not going to let somebody cutting me off get me in a bad mood. Exactly. <laughs> you know, right. Like, it's so true. So speaking about your phenomenal mm-hmm. life, what's next? Like, 2020, new decade. 2020. I'm so excited. Yeah. What's next for you? Like, what do we have to look forward to? What am I most interested in? Yeah. Um, well, I just became a Reiki master, like you said earlier. And so part of being a Reiki master is that I can now lead Reiki trainings. And so I know that this is a big part of, like, where I'm going with this space. And yeah. it's a passion of mine. Like, I just feel like Reiki has been such a powerful tool for me to reconnect with myself and like connect with my energy and connect with my intuition 
and I want to be able to share that with others. Yeah. And like, even if people just do Reiki level one, like you don't have to go on to become a Reiki master, but Reiki level one is a way to, um, to open up your connection to energy, your connection to spirituality and self. And so to be able to provide a space where I can like attune people to that, I think it's just so cool. That's so rad. I yeah, to do it. and you can reiki your animals, you can mm. reiki your food, yeah. you can, it's, it's really been cool, so I'm looking forward to that, I'll be hosting my first training probably in January, I haven't cool. set the date at January or February, um, you know, I've been going non-stop the last two and a half, three years, doing, yeah. like, I've led so many international retreats and trainings and workshops, and I, um, am really trying to ground this year. Awesome. Hence the renting of space. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go anywhere. I have rent. Yeah. Well, yeah. and also, like, I really needed this. Like, I yeah. needed a place to ground myself. Yeah. Because I am, I don't know if you're into astrology, but I'm all 100%. air and water. Yeah. And so I have no earth in me. And so, like, I need actual physical space to ground myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so I'm looking forward to doing a lot more, um, like, local events here, community-driven events. Um, yeah. my Reiki master Kelly and I have been doing these release and renew workshops and it's a breathwork and Reiki, um, class, like a two hour experience where you do sound healing oh, and awesome. meditation and, yeah. um, I mean, you've been to the meditation circle, the moon circles that yeah. we do. I just am blown away by the people that show up and I always feel like it's like the right people show up at the right time and, and like. We're all learning from each other, and we all have something to, like, contribute to this group. Yeah. And it can, especially being an entrepreneur, I feel like it can get kind of, like, isolating. Super. And so to offer a space for people to come together and, like, be able to make new friendships and, you know, it's not Yeah. Yeah. Like, offer just, like, a conscious space for connection and collaboration. That's so nice. I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. Mm. Yeah, so Jenna and I actually worked together mm-hmm. on the remedy she's one of our guest teachers she talks all about like meditation and breath work so if you want to learn more about that and kind of get in a little bit deeper um she is on the remedy and is there anything you want to leave us with there's only you know a couple weeks left in this whole year and like when it comes to energy or anything like that yeah, I think um, it's not only the end of the year, it's the end of the decade. I know. Oh I God. just think it's such a cool time. I always take time at the end of the year to, like, check in with myself and reflect. Um, yeah. On January 1st, I write my goals. It might not be on the 1st, but it's around yeah. the 1st. Yeah. I write all my goals. And then I use, I usually pick one intention or one word for the year. Mm. And um, not knowing what this meant this year, I chose the word expand. Oh my gosh. Which, I mean, how perfect for Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Expanded in so many ways. So I mean I expanded in your expansion. Right. Yeah. And became a Reiki master, yeah. so I expanded my own like mm-hmm. connection to energy. Um so taking some time to like reflect on what my goals were this right. year to see if they're even relevant. Like some of them I was like, why did I pick that? Like I didn't even really now I don't care about some of them, you know what I mean? That's what I felt, too. I was like, wow, cool. I was in such a different space yeah. this time last year, yeah. Exactly. And I think that's the beauty of, like, goals mm. and intentions is that you can pivot and shift as many times as you want. Exactly, like, yeah. Things that you were interested in last year don't have to be the things you're interested in this year, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, so, so just taking an inventory of, like, what went well this year, what went well this decade... Like, what are some celebrations? I think sometimes we get really hard on ourselves and, like, forget to celebrate. Yeah. Like, what went really well this year? Like, what am I proud of, you know? And then um, I write myself a vision. Mm. So I sit down and I write, like, if I were to wake up, like, five years from now, where am I? Who am I with? Who am I waking up with? Do I have kids around? Where do, you know... Yeah. What's my day-to-day like? And I write it as if I already have it, and then I'm grateful for it. That's nice. And then I take yeah. that vision, and I write goals um, yeah. based off of it. I'm like, okay, so if this is where I want to be, how mm-hmm. am I, like, what are, what steps am I taking to get there? Yeah, super practical. But also, like, expanding, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at Lululemon taught me that. Um, I've been an ambassador for them for, like, 
this is going on my this is my second time so i'm going on like two and a half years three years with them oh, wow, nice. um and they're so good about like getting you to really think about like okay let's let's think about you as a whole human yeah. what is it that you want in your work what is it that you want for health what yeah. do you want in your like relationships mm -hmm. totally. um, for fun yeah. you know yeah. like that counts yeah <laughs> i think we especially when writing on goals i think we forget to like put fun goals in there yeah. too you know i think yeah. we're also serious about how much money we want to make or like what we want our lives to look like or whatever you know and then i think it's important to be like i want to have fun in like all these different ways this year yeah and like and like how do you want to feel right is a big one too like mm -hmm. we can have such like um like yeah, monetary goals that we want to meet, yeah, or like yeah. I want to buy a house by this date. Yeah. It's like how how do I want to feel? I want to feel really loved and supported and seen. Exactly. Well, and it's so funny. You know, <laughs> my goals last year were all very monetary. Like I want to get a new car. I want to make as much money. I want to do all this. But what I actually focused on this year was like changing my entire like inner. So mm. my inner body, right? And like having that all reflect on everything that I was doing. I changed my entire business this year. Like I've like worked so hard on healing like my chronic illness, like so many things that I did where I look back on my goals from last year and even my car. Like I just like learned <laughs> to love the car I already owned, you know? Like there's nothing wrong with my car. I was just wanting a new car, you know? And then I think yeah. about that now and I'm like, I'm in such a different <laughs> mindset where I'm like, I feel like I'm more profitable and all these other ways because I feel so freaking amazing. You know? Yeah. And, and just like having maybe abundance be the goal of exactly. like, I want to live in an abundance mindset versus exactly. a lack and a fear mindset. Exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. going back to your why, like, why do I want that new car? Is it just like, is it to show off or right. is it to be like practical? Or yeah. Why and and why owning whatever, like, yeah, maybe you want to look good to your friends. Cool. Own that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look like, good driving around yeah, this like, BMW and like hey, own it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Totally. totally. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and just like getting really clear. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So awesome. Fun. Yeah, so fun. I will leave any way that you can get in touch with Jenna in the show notes. She's teaching all over San Diego. She offers private yoga sessions, Reiki, and breath work as well. And like we talked about, she does have a healing space here, which is all sorts of different workshops. I'm sure we'll be working together soon in the near future. And yeah, so thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you. <laughs> all right, y'all, that's it for this episode. If you have any questions, please, please feel free to email me at info at chefbay.kitchen if you want more of where this came from please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review while you're at it it helps us so much don't forget to eat your greens and we'll see you soon